Hello, this is Jeff from the future. This episode was recorded in 2020 as part of an original attempt at a music review podcast. The original idea was to discuss new music as it was being released, but 2020 being what it was, brought quite a few album postponements and other complications. So this series continued through 2020 and into 2021. We are now here in 2022 at the time I am recording this. So what you are about to listen to is not the Sound Judgment podcast, but an early iteration. Also, being that it was recorded more than two years ago now, some of our thoughts and opinions may have changed, considering that we are, in fact, people who are continuously trying to learn and better ourselves. Enjoy the show. All right, let's talk about... Chris, what are we talking about? Uh, I think a little German band. A little German band. Uh, I can think of a few of those. Uh-huh. Is it uh-huh? It is uh-huh. No, it's... No, they're, they're also not German for the record. Is it... Oh, it's Halloween. They're... We're talking about Halloween. Uh, we, we are We are not. We. I mean, I guess, I guess we could if you want to. I have no input on this. Uh, aha for the record or Norwegian, by the way. Just gonna throw that out there. Just before anyone, anyone ten years from now sees this and uh, gets angry with you. Uh, no, we're talking about scorpions. Excellent. Or the scorpions, depending on who you who you ask. It's it's. I'm pretty sure they kind of just call themselves scorpions, though. Um, and this came up. This was actually your idea, so to speak. Kind of how before you we did like a a, a rundown of. Alice Cooper's discography. Uh, you brought up to me just like, "Hey, I know you're you're a fan of the Scorpions. I pretty much only know one album and a couple of their hits. What else is there?" Um, so this is not. I'm not going to go super in depth on all of their albums. And I'll explain why. But I did make you a playlist of what, like eleven songs, ten songs, something. I made you a, yeah. a ten song playlist and then I sent you two others I think that were not on Spotify because Spotify is missing a few Scorpions albums which was interesting to me Yeah. Um, and I sent them to you I'm assuming you just listened to them like in order and I sent them to you in order of release on this playlist so just a quick overview there's definitely some distinct eras of music of the Scorpions yeah, I, I kind of started learning that. Yeah, well, because everyone knows, everyone knows them for their stuff from the late seventies through the eighties. These, like, almost hair metal esque big rock anthems, like very like Kiss like in a lot of ways, and their big ballads from the time. A lot of people don't realize that this is a band that formed in the sixties. They've been around a lot longer than I think than I think the general knowledge base realizes. So the first two songs on this playlist I sent you are I'm Going Mad and In Search of the Peace of Mind, both off an album called Lonesome Crow, their first album. <laughs> What uh, what did you think, Chris? Uh, they were a little different. 
um, <laughs> than than some of the music I was uh, familiar with. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit more uh, jam, I guess it sounds. Like, yes, ja- like is, jam rock? They were, like, super psychedelic during this Yeah. Time. And so the first three eras of music, the way I break the Scorpions apart, can kind of be broken down based on who the lead guitar player was. Now, I'm not saying the lead guitar player shaped the band entirely. I think it was, like, a natural evolution, and they just happened to get guitar players who were fitting their music and helping them push their direction better. Right. But this first album is the only album featuring a man named Michael Schenker on lead guitar, who, for the record, was 16 years old when this album came out. Huh. I believe he joined the band five years previously. There are okay because he was there, he was in he was in UFO. Yes. Okay. And Michael Schenker group. Yeah, he's he is a known name for for other things. Yeah. But he was in Scorpions at the beginning of their career. There is record of him performing with them when he was 11 years old, apparently. Hey, hey Jeff. Not there's video or anything, but there's record of it happening. I'm not here exactly. to correct you, but apparently uh, apparently he was on Love Drive too. Mm, mm, I mean, technically, yes. I wasn't really going to get into that. He wasn't really a member. He is on a few of the songs. <laughs> okay. He did come back briefly, but that's kind of, for the most part, pretty irrelevant as far as, like, the way I'm dividing them. You are correct. He is technically on the album Love Drive um, on, I want to say, three songs off the top of my head. He he was not, you know... Oh, he's not, the, he's not on every track. Player. Okay. Yeah, he was not the lead guitar player. Uh, five songs, okay. He was. Is that okay? Is that what it was? Yeah. Five of the eight songs. Okay, actually, he's, he's okay. So I guess he was actually on more than I more than I thought he was. I mean, that's but impressive for a that's, guest spot. But that's but that's not that's that's kind of beside the point. Right. The band started with sixty year old Michael Schenker, and this is a super like psychedelic album. There's a lot of like weird layered vocal stuff going along, which kind of made sense for the time. Again, this came out in 1972, and mm-hmm. they were a band doing this music for a handful of years already. I think this is probably the era people know the least about, which I think is a shame because I absolutely adore this album. I love this album in the same way I love, like, Cream. I know, like, the most casual listeners know songs like White Room or Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. They don't necessarily know Tales of Brave Ulysses. Or the one that I'm going to pronounce as Swalaber, because it's just it's just the initialism S W L B A R, um, which is like the the psychedelic era of Cream. This is definitely coming from that standpoint. So then, Michael Shanker, for all intents and purposes, left the band to join uh, UFO. So they brought in. Uli John Roth, who is a big Jimi Hendrix fan. He was with the Scorpions for the next four albums. Fly to the Rainbow, In Trance, Virgin Killer, and Taken by Force. (laughs) 
on this playlist, all I sent you was two songs. Uh, Night Lights and We'll Burn the Sky off of Entrance and Taken by Force. Because the other albums are not on Spotify. I'm not really sure why, although I can completely understand, I think, why the album Virgin Killer is not on Spotify. If it's not for, uh, like, record label issues, I imagine it's for controversy issues, let's say. There is something... You know, how do I want to say this? The covers, the covers hot. looking a little bit smell the glove. Is that the is that the cover <laughs> that they said they couldn't they couldn't use in Spinal Tap? It's looking a little bit like that. <laughs> um, the official cover of Virgin Killer has a obviously prepubescent naked girl on the front. Uh, yeah, she is posed in a way that her her genitalia would be exposed and it looks like you're looking at her through like a window and the glass is cracked right over that so the clacked, cracked glass is covering up I suppose what you would be seeing um, obviously this album got a lot of controversy for that yeah. but it's interesting because I believe I sent you the song Virgin Killer separately didn't I? Uh, yeah I believe it's one of the ones I sent you via via YouTube because it's not on Spotify. Um, right. It it's it's not at all what it sounds like at first, but it, it because I, I believe if you really get into the lyrics, it's you know the Virgin Killer is is time. It's not a song about about uh, statutory rape or or whatever. <clears throat> um, it is, however absolutely a song and a title that existed to cause controversy. Right. I, I don't really think there's any any way around that. But that's not really important. What's important here is that this is the second era of Scorpions music, which is blues rock, I guess you would say. Yeah. It's kind of how I look at it. This is in the same vein as another band who I could do this with, like discuss their entire discography, is White Snake. Again, people know White Snake for their, like, hair metal-esque albums. They started off as, like, a well, they were British, but they were, like, a British blues rock band. This is very in that same vein. Uh, Uli John Roth is a huge Jimi Hendrix fan, and I think that absolutely shows in a lot of their stuff from this album. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the three songs from this era that I sent you? Uh, I mean, no, not not especially, no. But okay, I, I just, I wasn't sure. I don't want to like just you know ramble and not let you talk. No, uh, I mean, every, I, I again, I listened to everything you sent me. I just kind of put on the playlist and 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 checked it out, and um, there was nothing that that was that was bad. Uh, but the 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 first two eras, as you would call them, yeah. Don't quite stick with me the way their like rock stuff does, but that's also that's, fine. That's was, not what they were going for. Yeah, I was absolutely. I was actually just about to ask before we start getting into the stuff that like kind of melded them into what people know. I was going to ask: Have you gone back and listened to more of any of this, or are you like, All no? Right, but here's I'm, the I'm not opposed. This I get it. I'm not opposed to doing it. Like I'm, I'm interested enough that like I might put Lonesome Crow on some night when I'm just kind of like hanging I was out. Say. 
but I like, one hundred percent recommend putting on Lonesome Crow just as a full. Album. Yeah, because this seems like this seems like something cool that would have it, it, something that would be cool to have on in the background while you're while I'm just kind of like hanging out or doing something. Um, yeah, but it, it it doesn't it doesn't like that later Scorpion stuff like demands your attention, and this stuff is kind of no. like you could just kind of you know put it on in the background and chill. So it is very yeah. different in that way. Yes. And yes, for the yes, record, very I would be 100% down to do White Snake sometime. Oh, I'm I I would I could absolutely do that too. Okay. Um but yeah, so like we have these first two eras. We have the super psychedelic era, then we have the blues rock era. Uh Uli John Roth is a is I mean, if you look at the man now, he is still just like he is the hippie of hippies, man. He's he's this old guy with long flowy hair. He'll wear like the bright bandana he has done other things in the guitar world. He is super famous. I don't really know what he's like. I don't really know what his like notoriety is outside of the guitar world, though. Um, right. Like, are are you familiar with who he is at all outside of, outside of me talking about him now, or is this like I've never really seen this guy before? Um, I'm not, I'm not recognizing, uh, sorry, I'm, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not seeing that he's, his brother is named Zeno Roth, and that name sounds a little bit familiar, I don't know why, but, um, no, I do not know Ulrich Roth, outside okay. of, I think I've heard one of the Scorpions albums with him on it, was he on Love oh, Drive? Oh, you may have. Never mind, he was out by Love Drive, never mind. No, That's he okay. was out by Love Drive, so... Love okay. Drive is probably the first album that you might actually know some things off of if you're not, like, a, an active Scorpions fan. Love Drive uh, is no, the first is, is not like the first one that 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 I listen to, but the first one in their disc- discography that I'm familiar with. Yeah, so this is like what I call the third era, and this is this is what they're most known for. Even though Love Drive, I don't think it has any songs on it that are just like, oh yeah, everybody knows this song. This is when they were really starting to develop their sound that people know. Yeah. This is like straight up hard rock. You know, there there are singles off of here that you people may recognize or may know. Um nothing huge yet, but this is definitely going in that right direction. Right. I sent you two songs off of here, Holiday and Loving You Sunday Morning. I think are just good like I think they're good examples of, oh, oh, I get it. This is the direction we're going. Well, and I knew this and, album because back when I had um, XM Radio, they would play like some of the deeper cuts, and Love Drive came on, and that was uh, that was like one of the songs that like I am now familiar with the Scorpions. Throws. Okay, okay. Well, so I did not send you any songs off of the next few albums because the songs I would send you are songs I am sure you already know. We are now everyone loves the to- Zoo. Animal Magnetism from uh, 1980, correct? Yeah, 1980, and then the next handful albums here. So, like, The Zoo, 
being a not even just a fan favorite but I think just like one of their bigger songs that I think most people would at least recognize off of the album Animal Magnetism yeah this they they found their style also starting with Love Drive and then obviously more notable we have a new lead guitar player I believe he pronounces his name Matthias Yobbs maybe it's Matthias Yobbs I don't know I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it Matthias Jabs yeah, the Matthias Jabs, let's call him that. I'm positive that's <laughs> not how he says it. But, so we're now into this era, like, this is what people know. This is, this is brilliant, beautiful ballads and big rock songs with sing-along choruses. The album after Animal Magnetism is the album that probably everyone knows something off of because probably everybody knows the song No One Like You and that's the album Blackout. I may have Which heard of I it. I believe, I believe this is the only album you own, correct? Yeah, this is the only one I physically own. Okay, okay. So, this album, fun story, uh, their singer, Klaus Mein, had uh, vocal surgery during this era. Yeah. They actually didn't, it was one of those ones where, like they didn't think he was ever going to sing again. But, you know, he had the surgery and did what he was supposed to and persevered, and the man is still performing today. Well, not currently performing because of the world, but in, the man in his because of the carnival is still out singing. Yes, because of the giant carnival, uh, the worldwide carnival. Yeah. So during this era, while, while Klaus was having the vocal surgery and he was out, there are demos of oh some God. of this recorded with... With Don Dawkins as the lead. Oh my singer. god! I live for this shit. <laughs> you know I live for this shit. I I know you do. I've listened um, to a Black Sabbath album with a backup singer before I even listened to it with the original singer. Okay, it's not wait, even a good Black singing? Sabbath album. Yeah, the Eternal Idol. Wait, wh- what? Okay, so do I know. Th- am I aware of this? You have to be, Jeff. So you know that 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 period where Black Sabbath had had the vocalist um, Tony Martin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is a there is an album the the first one that he did I think no yeah first one he did called the Eternal Idol, and before it was like set in stone that it was going to be uh, this Tony Martin fellow, uh, Ray, uh, Ray Gillen did the vocals to eight of the songs, like eight of the oh, nine songs. Oh, yeah. I do know this. Um, yeah. I listened to the Ray me. Gillen version before I even listened to the Tony Martin one, because I live for like the, like the vocal tracks that didn't make the cut. Dio had a rocky relationship with black Sabbath, like the whole time. 
So when they were going to do that reunion with Dehumanizer, there was a period where they actually brought in Tony Martin to sing some of the songs, and there are, like, alternate Tony Martin versions of those Dio songs. Interesting. Yeah. I, you know what, now that you say I do think I am aware that this existed, I, when you gave me, like, the, the uh, Black Sabbath discography, you separated, like, you didn't call them all Black Sabbath. Yeah. Like, you had Black Sabbath, uh, I forget what you called, you had Deep Sabbath for when Ian Gillen from Deep Purple was in Black Sabbath. You called yeah. this something stupid, too. Anyway, I'm sending you a link. Um, unfortunately, I apologize. As far as I'm aware, you cannot find the demos of Don Dawkin doing some of these songs. But fortunately, or unfortunately for us, it depends on how you want to look at it, Don Dawkin has done a cover of, not off of Blackout, but Rock You Like a Hurricane. So it, oh. it, it's just one of those, like, it's just like, oh... Oh, what what could have what been. could have been, yeah. And Don Dawkins, like that 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 could have been a good one too. Like not that Klaus Mein. Klaus, um, I do not I, know the pronunciation of his last Klaus Mein. I, I believe it's just mine. But he's um, like he is he is an incredible and iconic vocalist, and I can't like I can't properly imagine like blackout with another vocalist, but like. Those are those are the kind of tracks that I would love to hear for my own like sick interests. Supposedly, my understanding is that Don Dawkins is the only person who has these recordings and will not release them. But yeah, I just I had to bring that up because I do love the fact that there is a really what I think is a great cover of "Rock You Like a Hurricane." Okay, um, again, not off of the same album. But it's a cool thing that I think I, I like knowing exists. Back on topic here. We're in this era that people know. Um, then there's the album Love at First Sting, which has has officially Rock You Like a Hurricane. Um, Big City Nights, Still Loving You. Like these are these are hit songs that I think even not like even non Scorpion fans at least recognize. Right. So I didn't send you any of these in the playlist because I'm imagining you know these. Yeah, I'm. I uh, feel like I've heard "Rocky Like a Hurricane" once or twice. Yeah, I, I kind of figured. Like it's it's vaguely familiar. Um, then there's the album "Savage Amusement," uh huh, which has the song "Rhythm of Love." Do you know "Rhythm of Love"? I assumed you did, but now that I'm thinking about it, you might not. I actually don't. You are going to listen to a moment of this. This sounds like one of those songs might, where the band gets like extra corny it. for a moment. Um, so that's kind of what I was getting at. This album, I've read some not so favorable reviews of. Uh-huh. This is definitely um, kind of a cheesier, like super eighties. Oh my god! Did I nail this it? Is like, this is super corny, cheesy eighties. If you look at thirty seconds of this video. I hope you love the uh, the CGI sci-fi thing going on in this from, video. From the thumbnail, I'm already looking at this and going, man, I hope this is, like, the the dreams of Scorpions, like when we were talking about Van Halen from the other, the other week. <laughs> but if you skip to, like, 45 seconds and give it a moment. The rhythm of love keeps me dancing. 
This is, okay, I brought this up when we were talking about Alice Cooper. This is one of those songs that I'm not sure I've ever heard before, but it sounds like so inherently familiar, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, (laughs) but it sounds so, like, inherently familiar that, like, I might have. Like, this all, like, it's so predictable that makes you go like of course this exists like this song yeah. has to exist because it, yeah yeah so that's this whole album like if you listen to rhythm of love you know what you're going to get into with the salt with the album savage amusement um i mean personally this is actually one of my favorite scorpions albums i adore this album i'm a sucker for like this style of 80s camp garbage yeah i mean yeah i, I think i think we both are in certain ways so, so then there's one more album in what I call, like, this era. Like, the big era. And that's an album called Crazy World. You, I'm sure, probably know the song Wind of Change. So I yeah. did not put this in the in the place either. It's probably one of their biggest known songs. It's a great ballad. Then we get into the, the beginning of the modern era, I guess, is just what I'm going to call it, because I don't know what else to call it. So this is basically starting in, in the 90s. They that's, um, that's when music of, changed for everyone. Yeah, well, yeah, and they really started to uh, kind of meld with it. So I gave you a song off of the album Face the Heat. The song is called Alien Nation. have any any thoughts on this i'm gonna let you go but uh, this is um this is one one of the ones that gets like darker in tone yes this is like super like heavy and chunky there's 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 like i'm not gonna say this is a new metal album but there's some definite like they were trying to compete with some of these new metal bands showing up this is slow heavy riffy uh very dark. This is not the light-hearted, fun rock and roll sing-along anthems that we are used to. So this is kind of like the the last quote-unquote era of the Scorpions is sounding like this. Um, with the exception of of uh, the next album called Eye to Eye, <laughs> which is a uh, I once heard the album Eye to Eye described as if the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were the Scorpions. Oh. It is It is almost straight up pop rock. Don't get me wrong, I think it's totally fine. But if you want to ignore a Scorpions album, this is absolutely the one to just like pretend didn't happen. Okay. But then we go back, then they, like, they only have a handful of albums from, from this point. Like, since the 90s, they've only recorded a handful of albums. Right. Eye to Eye is the weird one that stands out. Otherwise, they kind of were doing that, like, super heavy rock sound, like in, or the super heavy metal sound, like in, in Face the Heat. 
Otherwise, okay. they also sometimes kind of do throwback stuff. Like, I sent you a song called House of Cards off of the album Return to Forever. Is Return to Forever... Um, oh, no, never mind. That's something else. What? I was thinking that was the one where they re-recorded a bunch of songs, but that's not it. No, 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 no. No, no. Um, I did not send you anything off of that, although I was going to talk about it in a second. No, Return to Forever is just... It, it's, it's an album they released in 2015. And it's not like back to basics it's not exactly like their stuff from from the late 70s and 80s but it is like kind of heading back in that direction it's a it's a decent mixture of it's a little poppier it has some more riffy heavy darker stuff but it's it's just kind of like the natural evolution of a band who I don't even want to say evolution. It's kind of an amalgamation of everything they've already done. By this point, I don't think they're ever going to break new ground. It's a bunch of guys right. in their late 60s and 70s. Um, but no, the album you were referring to, I did not give you anything. It's called Come Black. Yeah. Kind of like, Come Back, but, you know, like, it's it's like a black album cover. Where they re-recorded yeah. Rhythm of Love, No One Like You, The Zoo, Rocky Like a Hurricane. <laughs> Blackout, Wind of Change, Still Loving You, and then they did a handful of covers. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people hate this album because people hate re-recordings. I love re-recordings. I love hearing the way a band does songs after decades. Maybe the song just had to evolve a little bit. I know in some cases there's... Um, like, it's arguable that, like, oh, the band actually forgot how they originally played some things, so it's slightly different now. Uh-huh. Sometimes songs are just down-tuned to fit the vocalist better. I'm not saying the Come Black version of The Zoo or Rocky Like a Hurricane are better than the original, but I'm glad I have them. I think it's just kind of a cool piece of just like, oh, this is just them doing this song that they've been doing for decades. And yeah. this is how they do it now because they're older and because they've changed things a bit. I in some love cases, in some cases, I really like that idea. I just, for the most part, I just kind of feel like I'd rather just have like a live album, though. Well, I absolutely would. I mean, I'm always a sucker for live albums, but I'm still glad it exists. Yeah. Other than the fact that I don't really understand some of the covers they did, I I, I didn't really need them to cover "Tainted Love" or "Across the Universe." I don't, yeah. I don't know who wanted this, but hey, like if it made them happy, it's fine. Um, and then I sent you one more song. Uh, it's called Sign of Hope, and it was recorded this year. What'd you think of it? I don't remember it. Give me a second. Give me hope, just a little bit of hope, a little comfort for my soul. And it's gonna be alright, give me hope. Just a little bit of hope I know you're gonna take me home And love with China life Oh, what a surprise. I don't really remember because it didn't really go anywhere. Okay, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's kind of obviously a single written just like as their way of reflecting on, on current events in the world is what it seems yeah. like to me. Yeah, It's I- totally fine. It's not a long song. It's If it ends up on an album, then it ends up on an album. But it is just like, okay, it's, hey. It's one of those things to me. It's one of those, th- and I'll let you finish whatever thought you were having, but it's one of those what? things to me where it's almost more exciting to see that they're working on something than to hear the final product because 
uh, this didn't really no, go absolutely. anywhere to me. It's it's a totally fine little ballad of hope, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't do anything exciting, but yeah, I'm I completely agree with you. It is just like a oh oh hey look at that they they're still here they still exist. So that's kind of like again I I was not gonna go album to album super in depth here, but that is like my rundown of the Scorpions overall. No, and um, and I mean, to be fair, like there's less there's like way less chaos through the story of the scorpions they never had yes. you know the stint in in the uh asylum they never uh <laughs> did put out 27 albums and don't remember four of them no no i mean there's there's some bickering and there's definitely some egos at work uh so remember how we discussed michael shanker playing guitar on the first album and then kind of coming back for a brief while for another album yeah um Love Drive! His brother, Rudolph Schenker, yeah, is the founder of the band. Yeah. So, there is some definite... Uh, how do I want to say this? There's a battle of egos between the two in interviews, and I don't know... Part of me wonders if this is just, like, them coming across poorly in interviews, but there are some great quotes from the two of them that's like kind of like bickering back and forth a lot of it really comes down to it sounds like michael shanker will endlessly be jealous of his brother for being more successful even though he's not as good but michael shanker has literally said things like my brother's completely overrated my brother is just copying my image he plays white and black guitars because i do like, it is the most pathetic and childish thing I've ever seen. I don't know if either of them are actually awful people or not. I really don't. Obviously, I've never met them. I like to think they're both decent people. Neither of them sound like it. Maybe maybe they're Especially, just taking some Matthias jabs at each other. Ooh. Ooh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read a couple of quotes here from an interview with Michael Shanker, though. Who who, for the record, just like Uli John Roth, is a huge name in the guitar world. I realize in, like, the pop rock radio world, not necessarily, but in the guitar world, like, these guys are. Like, these are names you know. To be fair, they both kind them. of are, aren't they? Like... They both being who? Who's the other both one? Both of the Schenkers. Well, like Schenker is known for, for writing, like, huge hits. I mean, he's... Yeah. He is the... He is the, uh the circus leader, effectively, of, of the Scorpions. Right. He's sort of the driving force. So, yeah, I mean, he, he is. Like, either way... not in the same way. You're, you're in, like... You're in, like, one of the bands that, like, come up in conversation when you talk about great classic rock bands. Like, UFO yeah. is really no slouch. No. Like, but UFO are one of those ones, like, they're a little more... Uh, they have a much more specific audience, which tends to be people who are much more into, like complex wild music whereas the scorpions have fans who are just like oh, there is a large portion of the fan base that's just like i love good fun music which is totally fine it's right. a different world it's like you know when you you know when i would go i've seen rush twice live and it yeah. is an audience of uh almost entirely single middle-aged men yeah. Like, there is a certain audience who goes to see Rush. You know, there is a certain audience who goes to see Dream Theater. And right. I guarantee if you go to, like, a Dream Theater show, 
at least half of that crowd are musicians. And they are there because they idolize the musicians on stage. UFO, I think, is one of those bands. There's a, a large portion that's just like, you're here for a specific reason, and it's not necessarily just, oh, because they write good, fun music. Rudolf Schenker writes great, fun music that millions and millions of people have enjoyed. Michael Schenker writes really great, impressive music that maybe a couple million people have enjoyed. Everyone should go check out Phenomenon. I, I'm going to agree with that completely, but this this quote from Michael just kills me. I don't follow trends, and because I don't follow trends, I'm not part of any category. I am more of a timeless writer. I am not part of the trends. If anything, I developed trends. In the 70s, I developed something that was used in the 80s, and then I withdrew and focused more on the school of life and experimenting with music. Like, can you sound any more pretentious? He might be a putz. Like, I can't it's, say for sure, but I mean, he again, might be. He might be, a, he might be a super nice guy. I don't really know. But that is, he says stuff like that in interviews frequently. Now, again, I will also give him the benefit of, I realize interviewers are really good at... At, at leading you to say way. stupid yeah, shit. leading yeah. you to say stupid things. I So I don't really know what the deal is, but my God, it makes me laugh reading interviews with him sometimes. And him we, criticizing his brother. I'm going to propose a future game. Sure. I think that we should find some like of the most egotistical musician quotes that we can that we can find, and then we have to decide. Like I don't like matching it to the to the guitarist would be would be too difficult. But we could at least play Ingve, not Ingve. I was just going to say, are you referring to Ingve Malmsteen because like, he is? We have to, the king of egotistical quotes. We have to guess if Ingve said it or if another guitarist said it. <laughs> I'm in. We need to do this. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah. So, like, that's, again, that's kind of my summary. That's my, if I'm going to give, like, a short, I say shortened version. I have been recording for, like, over half an hour here. Um, my shortened explanation of the Scorpions, again, if some of these songs were on on Spotify, I would make, like, maybe, like, a 14, 15 song playlist. Like, you have an idea, this is the Scorpions. There's a few specific eras here. They did go through some lineup changes, most notably their lead guitar players. Um, and they're known for their work, probably from, like, 77 through the late 80s. I love the Scorpions. Um, did you dive into anything else extra here, by any chance? Um, no, I, I've actually been, I haven't quite had the time, but I did like, I just okay, kind of made fine. it, I made a playlist of like the Scorpion songs I knew to, uh, you know, uh, compliment yours. And I was, I was jamming to that and that like, then I just found a few other ones that were fun, but I mean, for the most part, um, I don't think most of the ones I know are going to surprise you. Yeah, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure, like most people, you know the same handful of songs because they're... I mean, it's almost impossible to, to live in this world and have never heard Rock You Like a Hurricane. Yeah. If you have never heard Rock You Like a Hurricane, I want to know how you managed. Because that's just impressive. Living um, under a rock. A very large rock, I, I would imagine. A um, hurricane-sized rock. Really? Really? 